Hello and welcome to this episode of My Legend. Today we have with us a very special guest. So I'm just wondering why do you call this podcast show My Legend? She was an accidental entrant to the world of film journalism. I had no ambition at all of any profession. Forget about that. I didn't even want to be a working woman. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just be married and have a normal life. An eminent critic, author, film historian, she's been honored with the Padma Shri. Starting her career as a film reporter in the late 70s. I have very good memories of the movies I watched even as a child. She went to work with several film magazines through the 1980s and the 1990s. Eventually, she remained editor of Screen, a leading film magazine from 2000 to 2007. She has written over 13 books on the history of Hindi cinema and biographies of Bollywood stars including Amitabh Bachchan, Hema Malini and Lata Mangeshkar. But, but there is no need for a compliment. I'm not looking for a compliment. I didn't do it for a compliment. I believe that every book has its destiny and every book has its journey mm-hmm. and every book has a story. Bhavna Sumaya, that's the lady, the lady of the moment. Hello and welcome Bhavna ji. Thank you so much for joining me on My Legend. Yes, so I'm just wondering why do you call this podcast show My Legend? Whose legend is? So, um, My Legend basically tries to trace film conversations uh, in a different way. So, the idea of My Legend is to actually talk to cinephiles across the country. People who are not necessarily part of the film fraternity, but who have Mm. an opinion about cinema. And that is a broad spectrum of people. So the idea is to reach out to people like you who are not necessarily been acting or have done any sort of production per se directly in the film fraternity, but have a close understanding of the history of cinema. See, I want uh, the listeners to know that I make completely spontaneous and uh, instantaneous choices. And the reason I have agreed to do the podcast uh, for you is because I liked you, I liked the way you approached, I liked your restraint, I liked your patience, and I liked the fact that you did not uh, hound me. You gave me my space, so here I am. Thank you so much. means a lot. And uh, I'll kind of get uh, straight to the point. There's so much uh, written about you, Bhavna Ji. I mean, there's so much public domain information available, and you're still so active in, across different spaces. But my curiosity is, uh, were you in your early childhood exposed to cinema? Do you have any early recollection of cinema? And did you at any point of time think that you were going to be associated with the film world? I would one day end up being a film journalist because your entry into film journalism was very accidental and it's quite well documented. But not at all. I had no ambition at all of any profession. Forget about that. I didn't even want to be a working woman. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just be married and have a normal life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never read any magazine. There was a girl in the class who used to read Stardust and uh, show it to us and uh, translate their saucy style. But it did not intrigue me at all. I was not at all attracted. 
we had no journalist in the family no author in the family no writer in the remotest uh, extension of a friend circle um i was just looking at finishing my education and probably doing whatever my parents had decided for me but my parents uh, on thursday was a holiday at school and they used to take us for movies me and my sister mm-hmm. and it was an excitement we really looked forward to because my mother would pack all homemade snacks like she would put chutney in the bread and then cut them into slim slices and pack them up in a cloth bag and when the movie started it was passed on from mom to dad to the older sister to me and i have memories of homemade snacks in cloth bags and watching movies but uh, i was so captured by what unfolded on the screen that any snack that was given to me was also an interruption and my heart would start beating when the movie was about to start and when the auditorium was completely dark so there was a magic about the celluloid that was attracting me but uh, i did not uh, understand it at that time and i remember telling my father one day uh, after watching tere ghar ke samne phir bhi main i told him in the interval that what is it about me that nutan is only looking at me and talking and singing the song why is she only looking at me so my father smiled and says everyone in the auditorium feels that she's looking at them because she's looking into the camera and it's the camera that is being uh, transmitted to the big screen i don't think i understood the camera and the screen and how the projection takes place but uh, i just thought that i was so special in the whole auditorium that she was singling me out for attention <laughs> yes i know and tereghar ke samne you know brings to mind uh, you know the kutub minar song as well you know i mean uh, do yeah. you have any recollection of that song uh, i mean while watching it then <laughs> i don't know whether it was playing yes or whether it was tereghar ke samne but uh, it was chand phir nikla magar tum na aaye happening so i have very good memories of the movies i watched even as a child so one day i remember I don't know which movie that was that was the first movie I saw as a child but I've still not been able to gather which movie it was uh so uh when uh, I made a song out of that entire remembered of the movie because it started with the village girls uh, carrying pots on their head mm-hmm. and walking and then it ended into something else so i made the whole thing into a kind of a song or a poetry and i narrated it to my mother and she thought that was bad and of course uh, most families as you said you know would not imagine uh, their children really taking up a career in film so you know i mean great yeah. faint memories uh, that you have shared and i think my parents were worried that if she is going to get uh, associated with this film journalism and all you know it's going to affect her marriage market and the community is going to look down and how are they going to explain it and she is young at the moment so all these thoughts were there but i think eventually my parents thought that since somebody else is seeing a spark in her and offering her a job part time uh, that she is not finding difficult at all while pursuing her education so let her just indulge in it on her own she will give it up because uh, soon people will realize that uh, she doesn't know anything so it's okay 
<laughs> and all those illusions got dispelled and you've had the most enduring career uh, it's absolute illusion because you know they thought i'll give it up in 2 3 months and i thought i will give it up in few more months and then uh, when it started getting to better magazines and i still thought that i'll give it up after one year i'll give it up after two years and i said okay i'll give it up after five years but the thing about this uh, this line is that it's very difficult to get into it but if you are good and if you got into it there is no way you can get out of it absolutely so whether you get uh, old or you have gray hair you are still there watching observing observing absolutely and you are the classic testimony to that so uh, thank you for sharing that and uh, i was just uh, uh, curious to know uh, you have also um, trained um, dancer in bharatanatyam and you've also designed costumes for films uh, not consistently but however for select people you knew very well did the mm. acting bug never really bite you i mean you were so close <laughs> going with people in the film world did it never occur to you ki ha bhai ek bar act bhi kar lete hain you know uh, see i did costumes because uh, um, Uh, actors around me thought i was uh, artistically dressed and wanted to trust my sensibility to their character mm-hmm. so it started with um, shabana azmi uh, and i started doing her films i did a number of them like main azad hoon kamyab masoom bhavna and more and then deepa sahi was being introduced by govind nalani in party she was my friend and she said i would like you to do clothes for me for Uh, that film and also later on when she did uh, uh, Govind Nalani's uh, long telly series, uh, it was called uh, something I've forgotten the name just now. Where she played, uh, it was about the partition. Yeah, Tamas. Tamas. When uh, I think in the eighties, I was at a film festival in Delhi. Uh, there was uh, Adur Gopal Krishnan mm-hmm. who was watching me closely, and then he sent his uh, man to call me. Uh, like in the party uh, he was in one corner and i was in the other corner i didn't that he was watching me and he sent his man and i was with deepa sahi and he said that uh, sir calling so uh, i said uh, deepa got very excited because she obviously thought that it was for her and she said come with me and i went there as i was going that guy said that no not you he told deepa sir wants to talk to her So I went to meet Adil sir, and I said uh, yes. And he said that I have a role in one of my films, mm-hmm. and you will fit it. So I said, but I'm not an actress. And uh, he stared at me, and he said, you can you can think about it. And I said, no, I'm not an actress. See, in the 80s, it was a very clear cut division. That if you are a writer, you are a writer, and if you are an actor, you are an actor. An actor doesn't become a writer, and a writer doesn't become a actor. Correct. Today. everything the lines are blurred and everybody can do everything so i'm very surprised that a lot of people keep asking me suddenly now that you know why didn't you act and do you still think about it and all that and as for the dance question that you asked me when i was a young girl in school uh, i was enrolled in a dance class uh, and i did about 4 years i did not complete the 5th year and give my arangetram uh, because uh, my father said that uh, either you are serious about your dance and you are going to take it up as a hobby or a profession okay. otherwise i am not going to waste my hard earned money on uh, arangetram and i don't want you to lose focus on your last year of school so uh, you have to then quit it 
Okay. But every time I watched dancers, something stirred inside me, and I would wanted to uh, look at the dancers closely. I would always attend recitals. I would also write a critique on them. And um, then one day, uh, just I was visiting a friend, and she said, "I'm uh, uh, planning to enroll in an adult." Uh, uh dance class we are all uh, 50 plus and learning dance would you like to come mm-hmm. so i said i don't think i have the time for it but i will just come with you while you are taking a uh trial class okay so i sat there while they were dancing and the teacher looked at me and she said why don't you try since you are here you don't have to join it so i tried and then when the class ended and we were going out she called me back and she said out of all of them you look like you will be able to adapt to it your posture is right your mudras are right have you learned dance so i said yes i learned bharatanatyam when i was a child and she said i think you should give it a try don't worry if you miss a class or something i'll give you private tuition you know the the teacher was taking so much interest in me and she really focused herself so much mm-hmm. that uh, even if i wanted to i would not be able to quit she made me give exams dhadadhar and she started giving me uh, putting me for two year ka exams in one year she started putting me on stage with her alone and uh, here i am performing whenever i get an opportunity wonderful so that keeps your calendar pretty full as well right <laughs> i know you've been asked this question before bhana ji but i want to ask you you've had this fantastic rapport with people across generations uh, of people in the film world but if you had to single out a couple of interviews or two three interviews that really made you go back home and think quite a bit about what that person said which would those two or three conversations be i mean would you be able to recall anything no you see uh, because i don't attach so much importance to it for me uh, i live it while i am with that person i give the person uh, full attention mm-hmm. and then uh, transcribing it and uh, uh, projecting it and publishing that article now a story is done for me mm-hmm. if i start carrying articles like that in my head and heart there would be no storage in my head and heart <laughs> this is something a lot of people ask me for example i was at a lit fest and somebody said you know and then you wrote about the dream girl in the last paragraph this and that was a thought provoking statement so i said what did i say so he said you don't remember mm-hmm. i said i review more than one film a week how am i supposed to remember all the reviews i did do mm-hmm. so ah uh, that would be too self indulgent in my opinion uh, in any case it is their thought process whether they are lying or whether they are speaking the truth or whether they are um, but yes i do remember snatches of conversations uh, for example i remember interviewing sharmila tagore and she said that she would be at shooting and her husband uh, uh, would uh, call her in the lunch hour and say that he has invited uh, some people over for dinner mm-hmm. and she said she would panic because she would feel that you know the right crockery has to come out and the right uh, glasses have to come out mm-hmm. and god knows when she will pack up when she'll go home and she will be able to instruct the staff about it uh and these kind of things used to worry her while she was giving her shot but she realized later on that it's okay if she does not take out the best crockery if she does not take out the best glasses her husband has invited the guests the food will be made by the staff and by the time she reaches home all she has to do is to join the dinner 
and what is important is that she has to keep up her mood and keep up her spirit because nobody is coming to your home for your crockery and your cutlery they are coming for your company so when i would be too stressed out and i had a lot of work at home and i would get to know that uh, people were coming over so i would just tell them hey just take out whatever you can lay your hands on it does not matter whether it mixes or matches right. it's all right as long as the food is tasting good and the warmth i'll bring it so well said but was there that one legend or that one person you thought i should have met this person but i never got an opportunity so far aisa koi hai jo aapke zehen mein aata hai you know it is a lost opportunity of a lifetime You know, I was not there in that era, but I would have liked to meet Meena Kumari. I would have liked to meet uh, Guru Das. <laughs> I would have liked to meet um, um, maybe Madhubala. Ah, uh, Nitin, I met. Okay. But ah, uh, uh, one was uh, so young at that time that one felt that you know where to. you were not so interested in the older people Correct. so i think that raj kapoor was also there but one didn't make a, an effort to really chat up with him or catch him up or do a in depth interview whereby you get to connect with that soul you know correct and um, i have not interviewed ever lata mangeshkar i think it's too late now because she doesn't keep well correct. and uh, she doesn't meet anybody and um, yes Also, uh, when did this idea of becoming an author really germinate? Was it planted into your head by someone else, or आपका खुद का inspiration था ये? नहीं कोई inspiration नहीं था कोई plant नहीं था. Everything in my life has been an unplanned uh, decision. Uh, I became a journalist by accident. I became a columnist by accident, and I became an author by accident. Uh-huh. Uh, there is enough uh, document everywhere about how I wrote my first book. It was just. Uh, Too many interviews done with Mr. Bachchan, and uh, I just decided to put it in order. And I realized that I had so much of content, so I produced it as a book. Mm-hmm. And after that, it was just a discipline of bringing out a book every year. So I continued always being a full-time journalist, whatever my job was as an editor or uh, later on as a radio jockey. And uh, plus, I always wrote one book a year. uh your uh, decision to put in you know so much of material about uh, bachan saab and uh, you have also mentioned that he has never complimented you did it did he at ever at any point of time even till date come back and speak about the book you wrote did he have anything to say no okay but, but there is no need for a compliment i'm not looking for a compliment i didn't do it for a compliment he is reported to have said in your own words that this is your project you treated the way you want so he gave you all the space to carry on with the yeah yes yes, yes. one uh, last question which uh, i will definitely ask you uh, it is about your latest book yes. letters to mother yes letters to mother now that this book is coming out has come out very recently uh, you know and is available everywhere for the public to read what's your sense about the book uh, bhavnanji i believe that every book has its destiny and every book has its journey mm-hmm. and every book has a story mm-hmm. so um, it is not as if again i planned this book i have a writer friend uh, who just called me up one day and said so what are you writing these days 
And then he said, so what are you translating these days? Because he's aware that I had translated a book on Lord Krishna from Gujarati into English in the year 2008. Mm -hmm. And I said, um, I'm not translating anything because it takes uh, a lot of my energy and stamina. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, uh, I think you should think of translating uh, uh, Narendra Modi's uh, book from Gujarati. And I said, oh, that's a mammoth task and I'm not going to take it. But he insisted. So I looked into my bookshelf if I had any book and I did have a book because uh, I had attended uh, the book release in 2014. And on the stage, uh, he had talked about uh, how that book was born because in 1986, when he was not uh, the chief minister of Gujarat, he was uh, not even in the BJP, he was just an RSS uh, party member mm-hmm. and he used to keep a journal a diary where he would write his innermost thoughts addressed to the mother goddess and I began reading and because I'm not educated in Gujarati it is my mother tongue so I am well versed with the spoken language mm-hmm. uh, and uh, my parents insisted that I should learn the script also so I'm I, I can read it but it is a slow read and a difficult read mm-hmm. and uh, I read it and I thought about it for a week what uh, I should do about it and then I said look it's going to be very tough but let me just try it and I'm not going to tell anybody about it I will just try it and uh, once it is done then we'll see how it goes so the first draft is always easy because uh, I have the psyche of a journalist who rushes through deadlines so I just finish it whether it's coming out right or wrong I finish it because I know I can correct and improve in the second draft or the third draft and then um, I started reworking on it getting the words right getting the context right getting the the structure right getting the meter right because the voice had to match the style had to synchronize I was looking into dictionaries for the right words. I also had a standby friend who I would again consult and ask if this was sounding all right, uh, if I was getting the meaning right. Because he uses very, very high-flowing Gujarati. It's not the regular Gujarati that is spoken in a Gujarati household. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a very painful process because there is a lot of suffering. There's a lot of challenges he's facing. There's a lot of anxiety. There is a lot of uh, heartache. Uh, it is about um, not personal angst, but it is for uh, a idealistic worldview that he sees of wanting a better world, a better nation, better, uh, happier humanity mm-hmm. and what he feels uh, for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, it took me a while. I finished it. And when I was absolutely ready, I told my agent that this is what I have. And she said, great. And she pitched it. And uh, we zeroed in on HarperCollins, who have done a great job of the book production. And... Um, uh, yesterday, uh, on the 17th, September, that is the Prime Minister's birthday, we had uh, at midnight, which is in America, the daytime, um, an international launch. And uh, yes, everybody is happy. And I hope everybody is going to buy it. I, through your program, request everybody that go for the book, 
because this is not about the prime minister this is not about the chief minister this is about a common man like you and me and it is the best glimpse you will ever get of your prime minister as a human being yes in fact uh, this is something that you know um, at least me personally you know is really looking forward to kind of chew into and um, bhana ji um, now that we come to a close of this interview would you have anything as a closing comment to people to our listeners here about uh, today we have social media we have lots of information coming about lots of people across the celebrity world what people should filter out or what people should be hearing the truth can come in so many ways do you have any closing comments or a closing message on that uh, i don't think the truth can come in so many ways i think the truth can only come through your eyes and your heart it's what you see only what you should believe or what you hear is what you have to believe you can't be getting into the vortex of fake news and uh, hear say and stop forwarding messages you know it's a pain to delete all that opinions that people have about everything uh, i just think uh, there is a film that is out in the netflix called the social dilemma it is about what the social media has done to us a magic that they served us has become a monster so there is a advantage of technology and there is a disadvantage of technology and we must know how to use it in proportion and in the right measure i know how to use it i think others also have to learn how to use it absolutely so thank you so much bhavna ji for your time and thank you so much for joining me on my legend yes bless you bye thank you bye bye so that was bhavna sumaiya joining us on this episode of my legend if you like this episode do follow us on facebook at my legend podcast also do subscribe to this podcast as well thank you till the next episode